You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good evening. Welcome into the Alana Inquirer podcast. It's Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper, live at State Farm Center as Illinois improves to 2-0, and the number 25-ranked Illini. Get a little bit of a scare from Oakland, who kind of has a business of doing this right now to Big Ten teams. Uh, gave Ohio State a scare earlier this week. Lost that one 79-73. And tonight they had a three-point lead with about 10 minutes left. But Illinois goes on a 22-3 run, clamped things down defensively especially Quincy Garrier uh, and Terrence Shannon. Fantastic nights for those guys. Garrier, 13 points, 10 rebounds. A day after his daughter is born, the 24-year-old bringing some uh, dad strength to these Illini here, late Piper, which you and I know something about. Uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., 15 points, five assists. Dane Danger strong off the bench as well, 10 points, seven rebounds. Derek Piper, they hold Oakland, which made 14 of 35 threes against Ohio State. Oakland just 5 of 20, and I think that 20 number is as important as anything. Held Josh Golke, who gets his buckets up, gets his shots up, held him to six shot attempts, Terrence Shannon Jr. doing most of that work. But initial reaction, Derek Piper, to uh, an ugly but uh, impressive close for Illinois. It was ugly. It it wasn't very good basketball for a good stretch there, especially you talk a lot about going into this game, and I was really emphasizing a better start, uh, more intensity, more focus, um, just more crisp basketball, and you're down 8-0 before you can blink, and Brad's calling a timeout. But, uh, yeah, I do think that ultimately the story of the game is defense down the stretch. Uh, The fact that Jack Golke was the leading scorer in the game there in Columbus, hit six threes, he took 18 of them. And uh, this has been a staple of Brad Underwood teams and the last few years at least is that not only is it is it a situation where they make it tough on three-point shooters they make it tough even to get off threes when they really want to lock you down so uh Terrence Shannon Jr's effort of, of getting through screens and obviously using his athleticism and just being that that focused on on making a, a tough night for Golke was huge uh I thought that you know uh Brad mentions also Ty Rogers. Uh, when you look at uh, Lantman was another one on the perimeter that was a guy that was going to get up a lot of threes. And then really uh, Quincy Garrier was the, like with, like you said, the dad strength. I mean, he was the story uh, down the stretch. And and he's been huge in closing time. He was against Kansas. He was huge in this one as well. And, and as soon as he drew the primary matchup on Trey Townsend, who was really hurt in Illinois for a big stretch there, really with Oakland shooters not having a, 
a great night or not having a lot of opportunities to get their game going. Townsend was was keeping them kind of keeping Illinois at bay with his ability to score. And then once Gary A uh, locked that thing up and made things tough, uh, Oakland goes on a long scoring drought. Illinois takes control of the game and ultimately wins it. One that's not going to make people feel uh, super inspired and, and probably still kind of like have a hard time balancing who this team was against Kansas on a one game sample yeah. size versus what they've seen the last two games. Um, but you do have to win ugly sometimes. And that's, there is obviously uh, credence to that, but uh, there's some things for, Illinois needs to clean up, and in particular, guys need to play better, and we'll talk about that. But uh, Oakland does deserve credit, too. Like, Greg Camp is a very good coach. Uh, they've done this to Big Ten teams. I outlined that uh, if you're rated in the game thread, that uh, they, they've probably outperformed their uh, against the spread number in pretty much probably the last five or six games against the Big Ten, and uh, they did that again tonight. Yeah, Derek, they they muck things up uh, defensively. Brad Underwood called it a junk one three one zone. Uh, that that obviously hurt Illinois and kind of uh, bogged them down a little bit. But uh, offensively, they run some really good actions as well. And uh, but Illinois, I think their defense is going to be really good. You and I talked about that coming into the season. This is a team that could be really strong defensively. I think one of Brad Underwood's best because you just look at the length, the size, and if they are dialed in defensively, like Terrence Shannon was tonight on Golke, um, I, I think they can be really good. Ty Rogers is a phenomenal individual defender. Coleman Hawkins, who will get to a frustrating night, first half especially for, for Coleman. Uh, but Quincy Guerrier is a strong defender. Um, Harmon can be. I don't know if he's a great defender, but uh, he obviously cares about it. I think this team can be really good defensively, but the questions we have about them offensively with point guard and shooting – free throws, three-pointers, whatever it is. Uh, this is a team that's probably going to win some games in the 50s or have to play some games in the 50s and win it. This is not going to be a pretty team. doesn't mean it can't be a good team. And I do think there were good things at the close of this game. The fact that they do have the veterans that know what to focus on and were dialed in defensively, even when things weren't happening offensively, that was encouraging. But there are a lot of offensive concerns for me about this team that, frankly, we kind of expected, Derek. No doubt. Yeah, they are going to play in some rock fights. And we kind of anticipated that going into the season, knowing the point guard issues, knowing the three-point shooting, and obviously free throws as well um, that continue to plague this team. Um, the, the stuff from the charity stripe is, is really maddening for fans, and I get it. Um, the problem is there are a number of guys that were really feeding into that percentage last year that are still getting the free throw line, Dane Danger. Uh, Ty Rogers, you don't want the free throw line. Although, you know, a guy like Terrence Shannon stepping up and missing him here recently uh, has been frustrating because he's a guy that over the course of his career has been close to an 80% th uh, free throw shooter. So um, that's part of it. Um, Illinois at times takes too many threes and they haven't made enough of them. Uh, now, I think that uh, someone like, you know, Marcus Damask is going to, I think, settle in a little bit more from the outside and, and make more shots from the perimeter. Uh, Luke Goody had a couple of good looks, especially one in the corner that I think you'll live with. But, um, yeah, and then let's just call it right now. I, Illinois doesn't have a point guard. They don't. No. They don't even – they're not even pretending to have one. It's Marcus Damask. Marcus Damask is your point guard. And, listen, he's a big body. I think he's a capable ball handler. I'm really interested to see what he does against a team like Tennessee with their athleticism. Uh, Can't be attacked some of that, a lack mm -hmm. of athleticism today. Um, it's Damask right now. And, and that's a problem. That's a big roster problem. And I, I'm concerned it'll put a lot on Dre Gibbs Allhorn's plate at some point. And I don't want that. 
Um, because listen, Dre Gibbs on a great debut. There's going to be some ups and downs. I thought he forced some things early, but he's the closest thing you have to a point guard. And I, I just don't think that's fair to him. I agree. Yeah. I, I thought that the way they used Ty tonight made sense in terms of like putting him around the free throw line extended. There were times he was kind of playing in that dunker spot on the baseline, which it, it puts him around the basket, both for rebounds and just for those physical finishes. But he's not, he's not a guy that is, is playing in actions to to create shots for other guys. It's just not what the reality is. We've seen enough of a sample size now between uh, the exhibition and this, that I don't think Illinois is even pretending that he's a, he's a legit quote unquote point guard anymore. So uh, can you win with that? I think it's a question in terms of not having a real one. Um, Certainly makes you stronger defensively. But, no, it does. It does. But offensively, it's kind of a big concern. Yeah. And I think that, Coleman, that's going to put more on Coleman too. And Coleman needs to be, we're going to probably spend a, a handful of minutes talking about him if we really want to dive in on this. But uh, that's why he needs to be more steady in terms of, because I feel like he can, him and Marcus are the, the two main guys that can make that a uh, easier transition when you don't have that that floor general. Because Coleman, as, a, as an operator in the high post, uh, at the top of the key, making decisions, there's times where it gets really dicey. Coleman makes some, some still some questionable decisions, but if he's more solid and able to, I mean, he ends up with five assists. So he made some good passes. He had a really nice one to Quincy Garrier late. Good uh, second so half for Coleman. Yeah, yeah, I'll give him his due on that for sure. But I, I think that that is something that when you really get into those games, you mentioned Tennessee, uh, you're going to face the better part of your schedule. It's those guys that, as far as a facilitating role, that need to need to really probably wear a lot of that. Uh, for Illinois until a guy like Dre develops and uh, we'll see where it goes for Ty. But right now it's just not, we're not putting a lot on his plate as far as that goes. I'll give him this Terrence Shannon after he got over, like I'm just going to bully my way to the rim, which he's doing too much still. Like I still want to see that mid range game he talked about. And we saw during open practice, I I think that can make him just so, so much better, but five assists for him tonight. I I do think he's creating passing better and it's, it's a pretty good passing team. It's just, can they break down a defense to get in those situations? And then can they make shots? Four of 16 uh, from the three-point line tonight. Damask, one for four. He hasn't started off very well uh, from three this season. Was he two for 10 uh, through mm-hmm. a couple games? Goody didn't get any of his to go down, even though they were good looks. Uh, we'll, we'll get to Brad Underwood here uh, coming up, but that, that still is a, a big concern. We'll get to your questions on the live YouTube channel. Send those in. Super chats are always appreciated, but we'll get to your questions coming up. But here's Brad Underwood and what he had to say about this game, some things he liked. Night where we didn't make free throws, we didn't make layups, we didn't make dunks, and we didn't make a three. Uh, the flow, the disruption, uh, that's everything our program is about, is finding a way to win a game when none of those things go your way. It was really ugly, um, and I love that. It was, it's, you know, you wish you'd made a few, but we didn't. And you've got to find a way to win ugly games. And, and tonight we did that with an unbelievable defensive effort, and, and, and I'm, we beat a good team. And uh, uh, excited to pull away late, and the last seven minutes were pretty good. And, and uh, <coughs> put this one in the in the W column because that will help us with the net and it'll help us with um, Ken Palm and all the analytics uh, as we uh, as we move on down the road. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Brett Underwood building up Oakland there, who, who does well in the non-conference. As you said, Derek, they, they give some high major teams issues in the non-conference. They usually finish in the middle of the pack in the horizon, so I don't know if it's going to be a great net win uh, for Illinois at the end of the season. We'll see. I, I like Greg Campy as a coach a lot. They got some talent there, uh, and they could do well in that league. But I, I do think that he likes – they faced some adversity in these first two games. Mm-hmm. Eastern Illinois, you knew they were going to get worn down. But they faced some real adversity in these last 10 minutes, and, and, and I think they got humbled uh, in the last two games compared to what uh, they felt after Kansas. And uh, is that a good thing for them? going into Tuesday night against Marquette, where they will be uh, an underdog at home against one of the best teams in the country, number five right now, the Big East champion last season that returns eight of its nine best players from last year, Derek. So do you think uh, they'll come out with a better effort against Marquette because they'll need it? I mean, they have to. And I I think that even looking at the Eastern Illinois start and even tonight, I, I never really questioned what their intensity level would be against Marquette because when you it's almost impossible. You almost have to not have a pulse to, you know, come into 16,000 and face the number five team in the country and be flat. Like, I, I didn't think that that was going to be a, a circumstance for them. But um, I, I think kind of big picture in, in terms of uh, staying hungry and, and being pretty coachable and, and some going through some hard practices and really addressing some certain areas, uh, some humble pie is probably good for this team uh, mm-hmm. after Kansas. You don't want them to get too – too satisfied uh, with where they are and, and understand that there's a, there's still quite a bit to clean up. And uh, you know, if they were playing some better teams early in terms of post Kansas here in this, this week in this week window, they, they could have gotten beat, you know, they, they could have gotten beat. So um, this is something that they've got to be able to go in and address uh, offensively. There's some things now, like it, this is a, kind of a one-off in terms of the matchup. Like a, you're not going to see this, one three one matchup zone, but I think in general it's just kind of the like Terrence, you know, being you you mentioned to me during the game. Where's the mid range game? Like being able yeah. to show some of that, be a little bit more under control. Coleman fix whatever the heck is going on mentally with you. Um, his attitude's been terrible. I'm just gonna say that flat out. I think. Um, yeah, he's he's wearing his emotions on his sleeve, and it's not all looking like it's good emotion. He's frustrated with his teammates, and that's not that's not what you want to do. I, I think there's been a stark difference of of what Quincy Garrier's brought uh, on the court at times with his body language and his focus and all those things. And then Coleman, I, Coleman ended the game well. I, mm, I want to yeah. mention that, but uh, yeah, he was a really frustrating first half to, to watch that especially as they were going into halftime you know one time i saw him at timeout like he was wearing his emotions on his sleeve and, and it wasn't great emotion no not that's not to say that he can't right you know as a leader you you do want to be able to you know confront your teammates at times and, and say some things as far as keeping them solid and 
Um, I, I don't want him to just – I'm not trying to – you know, different guys react differently to, to certain mm-hmm. things. You can show emotion, but it, there are times where you're the – you're a guy that's looked to be as a tone setter, a guy that's been in the program longer than anybody that uh, you got to hold together a little bit more. So I think his struggles have led to him uh, being emotional about it. Uh, you know, there was the Eastern Illinois game. That was the case. Uh, I know that at the end of the first half, he, he had a bad turnover. And then, you, you know, he's you watch him over on the sideline. He's kind of hovering around the huddle and not really in there. And uh, then uh, Justin Harmon takes a pump, fakes a three, takes a, a contested shot at the rim and Coleman punches the, the pad on the basket and he's kind of chirping on his way off the floor. That's just not, it's not what you want to see out of a guy that's, yeah. you know, you, you want more, more uh, calmness, more uh, cool headedness for a guy that's senior. You're going to rely yeah. on. Yeah. Senior. And so, um, I mean, well, and, and, and emotion is, it can be great sometimes. Like he, he gives yeah, you energy, yeah, yeah. gives you emotion. Like Kansas was phenomenal. For him, he played phenomenal against Hunter Dickinson. I thought that energy, um, you know, it can bother Hunter, it can bother other teams, but also can can give you. But that was positive energy. That was positive emotion. Um, I, the negative emotion on the court. Listen, maybe we're nitpicking here, but yeah. it's it it was apparent. It was apparent on the floor. Yeah, and and I don't want to just yeah talk about that either. I think that you know his play has has had some moments where he just eight points, not... eight boards, five rebounds tonight. But yeah, you'll take second half. You'll take that, obviously. Um, second half for sure. Um, I think just in, in general, you some of the turnovers that he had, uh, some things you want to to clean up for sure. Uh, there have been some. I saw a clip on Twitter, and, and I know that it was it was yelled at by, by some people when it happened. Uh, of just kind of the and I I know that Mike uh, Latula mentioned it on your guys' podcast, and uh, just kind of the the help defense, and he was caught in some bad positions on drop. I know against Eastern and. Uh, there were some some times where he was just turning his back to the play, and he's got to have more awareness. He's got to. I feel like those are plays where he's just maybe getting caught up a little bit in that emotion. He's he's frustrated about something, and he's not as engaged and locked in as he normally is. Um, Coleman's a good player. He's talented, um, and, and obviously very important and versatile to this team. So uh, I, I don't. I'm not writing him off. I'm not saying that you know he's been uh, killing you because you're still two and zero, and he can. He's going to be very very important against Marquette. I just feel like. Uh, it's fair to want more out of him and, and more steadiness as you go forward. Yeah, especially when we're talking about him like all Big Ten, NBA draft. Like that that's the expectation, right? And I think that's what he wants. So uh you gotta get a little bit more from him. But Quincy Gary, man, real big positive tonight. 13 points, 10 rebounds. Can we call him a closer, Derek? Uh both offensively and defensively, six points, five rebounds, I believe, over the earth three or four rebounds after the last eight minutes of this game. But most importantly, went on Trey Townsend and shut him down uh, for the last nine minutes as Illinois went on that 22-3 to three run. Uh, Gary Air, we saw him help close that game against Kansas, uh, made some big buckets, some big rebounds. Um, you can tell why uh, Brad Underwood has recruited that guy three times, Dirt. <laughs> yeah, man, they've, they've tried so hard to get him here. And he finally is here, obviously, as a 24-year-old. And uh, you'll take it. I mean, the fact that he's – play this is now going into his fifth year at the high major level uh he's had some some real successes his second year at Syracuse being an all ACC guy and at Oregon had some some disappointments probably in terms of his expectation level so he's learned a lot he has been in a lot of high level games and uh to be able to be down the stretch and, and just kind of what it takes to win and it's like a lot of as Brad was diagramming uh in the post game it's it's been a little bit of everything you know I think against Kansas it 
obviously he had a big corner three, but also he was driving to the basket in the free throw line tonight. It was his defense. It was also some offensive rebounds, some tap outs. And um, he's definitely someone, as Brad is still kind of constructing and, and kind of just feel based also on a, on a given night, who's who has it going, what lineups do I like? Quincy is consistently being that uh, as he goes down the stretch too. So um, how nice it would have been. We can kind of sit here and say, Man, if only they had him to guard EJ Liddell a couple of times, had him to guard Dante Scott a couple of times. But right. uh, him him guarding Trey Townsend was uh, the answer where for a lot of the night, only I didn't have one against that guy. You just answered. It's a piece they haven't had. It's a piece they just have a big, strong, athletic, versatile, dynamic play. Uh, he can just do a little bit of everything, and he does everything pretty well. Yep. Uh, to have that piece is is really good going into Big Ten play. And to have it next to Coleman, to have it next to Danger, uh, and then – all three of them can be on the court at the same time. They went big at certain times. That's that's. I love the front court versatility uh, on this team. Big questions at guard. They got one of the best two guards in the country. Domask and Goody can shoot a bit, but um, man, the front court has, has so much versatility uh, to it moving forward here. Ty Rogers, bucket getter. Derek, 10 points, five of eight from the field. A couple runners there. Still want to see him with a left hand around the rim, mm-hmm. but a pretty nice night. Uh, for for Ty Rogers, at least giving them something offensively, and he was great defensively. Yeah, no, you'll you'll take that night from him for sure. Uh, being able to hit the runners in that free throw line, uh, extended area, uh, also you know catching on the baseline, going up and finishing. Probably, you know, there were a couple of, of bunnies that he missed that he could have got up there. You know, fifteen uh, north of fifteen points potentially, but uh, that's where he really thrives. We saw it last year. You know him around the basket uh, with his rebounding, with his ability to absorb contact. He just, yes, the left hand is still kind of the, the glaring omission right now in terms of his his package around the basket. But, uh, yeah, and then defensively, uh, where you look at uh, the other shooter uh, outside of goalkey, didn't get, didn't get a lot of opportunities, um, his intensity. And, and he's he's a big athletic guard that can has a, a, a nice wingspan, can really move and, and be physical with you. So, yes, while offensively, you're he's limited he's limited especially in the context of a point guard look he's not he's not that but yes he can guard on the perimeter and and disrupt some people and then uh some opportunities to attack the basket i mean that's that's very well within uh the asking range for for what he can do so I, i like that out of him yeah and he knows who he is all right let's get to some of your questions coming up if you want to weigh in on the live youtube we'll take some of those questions always love the super chats as well we'll talk a little bit about the rotation as well but first let's hear from one of our great sponsors. let's talk about home field apparel since the start of the season there are a lot of collegiate apparel brands out there but we wanted to partner with home field because their designs are the best out there some of alana Enquirer's favorites are the basketball ringer tee the rose tee and the 1980s long sleeve with the script illini it's great be sure to check out homefieldapparel.com filter by illinois and see what we're talking about and our listeners get an exclusive deal using code illini23 Using that code Illini23 gets you 15% off your first order. We all know you're wearing Illini gear, so if you're in need of a refresh, we really think that you should check out Home Field Apparel, which has the best designs, and these shirts, guys, are really comfortable. Their designs are super unique, and a lot of thought goes into each concept. There's really nothing else on the market like what Home Field is doing. You can find them at homefieldapparel.com and use code Illini23 for 15% off your first order at homefieldapparel.com. 
All right, Derek, let's talk a little bit about the rest of the production tonight. Justin Harmon, just 1.6 minutes for Justin Harmon, 12 minutes for Dre Gibbs. All her quiet night for him, 0-3. Did get two boards in his time there, uh, but he just kept quiet most of the night. Luke Goody got some good looks, played 18 minutes, two rebounds, uh, no points, though, 0-2 for, for three. And no Monty Hansberry tonight. Uh, I think that's a lot to do with Dane Danger and Quincy Garrier and the way they play, but uh, anything you make of those guys? Yeah, not too surprising as far as Imani goes. Uh, you want to play Gary A, you want to play Dane, uh, who had it going. And it was really, for a while there, the best thing Illinois had offensively was feeding him inside. And it's probably another night where you look back at the film and probably would have liked to get him a few more touches uh, because he was that uh, impactful around the basket. But, I mean, there's going to be nights where Imani doesn't play a lot or at all. Um, that's just going to be the, the reality of it. And, and you hope that he – um, just continues to to stay ready when you do need him in case of foul trouble or uh, a given a night where someone's not playing that well and, and he's going to go in there and compete hard. But, um, yeah, Luke Goody, you're certainly probably wanting a little bit more. Um, definitely want those shots to go down when he is open. He's getting good looks because uh, that's what he's that's really what he's out there for. Um, he does, you know, athletically doesn't give you um, a ton in terms of some other guys, maybe defensively and, and whatnot. But, um yeah, and then Harmon and, and Gibbs Lawhorn, it, it kind of speaks to number one, Dre, you know, uh, forced the issue a little bit. Um, it's it's going to be a situation where there's going to be ebbs and flows. It's a freshman. It's, it's not a, a super surprising. Harmon, uh, he's been quiet recently, you know, since the, the Kansas game, which I thought he was pretty darn good in. And then the last two, as far as the regular season, he just hasn't done a whole lot. So uh, I'm not writing him off. I still think he's going to be – someone that within his moments going to obviously show as, as a, a tough and uh, someone that can rebound and check a guy defensively, but just a little quiet, want to see a little bit more, but wouldn't be surprised if he shows up against Marquette and, and does some good things. Terrence Shannon plays 37 minutes. Not, not a lot of room yeah. for, for Harmon either. And, and they went with Ty Rogers tonight with, with 24 minutes uh, in that backcourt. All right, Derek, let's get some of these uh, questions on the YouTube channel before we get out of here. Kyle says, why have slow starts becoming our calling card? Our last fall start was against Nebraska last January. Yeah, slow starts, man. Um, eight to nothing in this one. Was it 15 to six against EIU? What do you credit that to, Derek? Uh, I think a lot of times it's it's kind of just the urgency and the intensity of a, of a team. Uh, I know that tonight, you know, you, know, you face this one, three, one, it, it, it is a situation where you got to figure it out and it, it does just, it takes you out of your stuff. Like Illinois normally against a man defense, wanting to put the ball in, in Coleman's hands at the top of the key, run that zoom action quite a bit, which is your, you know, pinning down in the corner, getting the dribble a handoff and, and kind of cutting out of that action. Uh, Illinois has not had the same type of ball movement, same type of off ball movement either in terms of cutting and, uh, just the flow within their offense. But uh, Oakland does that to you. They kind of throw you off a little bit. I thought Illinois didn't do a good job of getting into the, into the gaps, driving lanes. Um, so I think that some of that was just Illinois not figuring out and not attacking well enough in the one through one um, And then, you know, they let Golke hits a tough, a tough three. And then um, Coleman had a turnover that led to a transition three. And all of a sudden it's eight zip. Uh, but yeah, just kind of beyond this one game sample size, it's just, it's something that continues to, to pop up, and I, I think it has a lot to do with a little bit of urgency, a little bit of just early game execution, and that's kind of where you want someone like Terrence just to say, all right, I, I'm recognizing this as a key spot where my my team is lacking. 
I need to assert myself. And uh, as the leader, it usually does fall on, on your shoulders. And I'm not saying it's all it's all him, but you'd hope that he's able to help sort that thing out. Yeah. Chad asks, what is Illinois trying to do offensively? There's no movement at all. Tonight, that had to do with the zone. I mean, 1-3-1, mm -hmm. people I've, I've seen – commenting like there's four guys standing around passing the ball well that's i mean that's kind of what you have to do you got to penetrate but derek offensively uh what'd you see tonight yeah that, that was it i mean i think they did do a they, they did a better job as the game went on of getting the ball uh coleman or, or ty kind of in that high post area and really being able to to use that as a as an entry point to kind of collapse the defense and then uh the baseline Hitting the baseline was good to them. You know, hitting Quincy on the baseline, hitting Ty a couple of times on the baseline uh, was certainly good. Uh, on that note, though, to kind of revisit is I, I thought that if you move them on the perimeter enough and, and kind of create that angle to drive, and then all of a sudden that that really creates the the collapsing nature of yeah. a defense. Illinois didn't have that, um, and I think that you know watching watching the game against Ohio State, Ohio State against Oakland, Ohio State ultimately was getting downhill so much and putting a bunch of fouls on Oakland that now you look at Illinois free throw shooting, maybe it was a good thing that Illinois didn't shoot 33 throws tonight like Ohio State did. Uh, but that was something that I, I just thought Illinois would get to the hole a little bit easier. Uh, they found danger, uh, which was good because Oakland doesn't have that size. But And they didn't make their threes. You know, when you're going to face a zone, usually three-point shooting is really, really important. And if you're not going to make them, that's it's going to make an offense look bad. But uh, in terms of their just overall – scheme and purpose it, it was outside of their their normal because of the one three one yeah i thought they got some open looks and I, they got some dunks right some baseline dunks uh, from some of the ball movement that they had they just on them and the free throws man it's a huge concern huge concern yeah. for this team uh when they get into these closer games um against better opponents scotty bs is Domascus is uh I mean, it can a little bit. We've seen that happen. Um, I just think that you know some of his his shots he's missed from the perimeter are just ones that he's going to make. I think that that's just a little bit of it is is him missing some threes that he normally is able to capitalize on. But um, I don't know outside of that. I, yeah, he is being asked to kind of be in that situation to, to initiate some offense. And maybe he's just kind of figuring that out. Uh, he's played with the ball in his hands as he did it uh, at SIU. But I, I think it's still too early to tell uh, to kind of say, hey, that role is really hampering him. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's it's something that, you know, he's going to have to make up for. And, and he's one of those guys. I just think overall still probably picking his spots uh, to where – and I think that Brad will even have a feel for it, maybe drawing up some – uh, some sets like, hey, we want to get Marcus in a mid post action because he's really good in that. He's really I good. love him in the mid post, man. Like, he had a turnaround today that was impressive. Like, he is comfortable doing that. And you know, you get a big 10 play, you get a guard on him. Like, that's going to yeah. be a you know, booty ball, dude. Do, do it with yeah. Marcus Damask. Yeah. I mean, he's just so under control. I mean, I, I just, I've said it before. I, you know, I think that little turnaround that he has from like eight to 10 feet, it looks like. A shot you shoot in your driveway uh it's just like he's he's so in rhythm and you can't speed him up or, or frustrate him so i i think that that's something that illinois will get him him in spots and looks and i think that's probably something that will just progress as the season goes on 
This episode of the Alana Inquirer podcast is presented by Underdog Sports. We see a lot of you are downloading Underdog Sports, using the promo code, and having fun, which we love to see. If you haven't already checked out Underdog Sports, be sure to do so. It's super easy to use. You go on the app, go pick whether favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total than what is listed. For example, Travis Kelsey, he's very popular these days. If his number is set at 50 receiving yards, and you know Taylor Swift is in the house, you may feel confident he's going to go way higher than the number. Do that with two to five different players and you're in business if you go five for five you can 20x your money so sign up today with promo code Illini and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and don't forget to register with promo code Illini to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 there are a lot of fantasy companies out there but we decided to partner with underdog because it's the easiest place to play fantasy sports it's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry you you must be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Derek, I'm back. All right. I'm back. So we're wrapping this up. Love the technical difficulties. My mic just gave out on me. Back. So I, so I switched to the uh, switched to the headphones here. Um, just final thoughts as we get into a huge game Tuesday against Marquette. Like, Illinois is 2-0. They didn't get upset in one of these games. It's not always the prettiest early in the season. But as you gear up for one of the marquee matchups of the season, you have it at home. This is one of them that you want to get that would be a huge, huge boost, more so than Oakland and the net, as Brad Underwood was talking today. So what do you think of this matchup? It's a huge opportunity. And Marquette's very good. I mean, they're – Tyler Kolick is is the the engineer of that offense ability to hit threes ability to you know set the table and, and be able to to facilitate. He was one of the highest assist point guards out there in the country last year, and they bring back quite a bit uh, from last year's team. So uh, that was a very hot team down the stretch of last season. Uh, it's a good offensive team um, for sure. So Illinois is defensively going to have to be locked in and uh, really really see if they can disrupt Marquette and make make things difficult for them. So. Uh, I think that it's going to feel like similar to Kansas. Like Kansas was a was a high level matchup. Uh, Marquette maybe has a little bit more depth uh, than than Kansas does at least at this point in the season. Um, it's a huge huge chance to add a quad one on your resume, one that really matters on the stretch of of March and and your seating and everything like that. And it'll uh, I don't, it's unfortunate that Kansas won for as good as Illinois played and for as much as that was a head to head, like let's go at each other. Let's show what we really got that it really means doesn't mean anything, unfortunately, in terms yeah. of like actual value. This one will, this will mean a ton. And I think that knowing that some of Illinois other big challenges, at least in the, the first two months of the season are going to be away from home. So try to use this building to your advantage, try to win this one. Cause you know, obviously FAU on the road are neutral and then Tennessee on the road. So, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we got, and I'm excited to have another reference point because I'm I'm going to be conflicted. Like, is Illinois that team against Kansas, or is Illinois what we've seen the last two games? It's um, it's, it's going to be uh, have to be proved, obviously, uh, against yeah. the uh, Golden Eagles. I think this team's going to be a little bit similar to last year, Derek, and I think they can compete and beat with anybody in the country. But I also think um, traveling on the road to Penn State or traveling on the road to Rutgers is going to scare me. With yeah. this team. Uh, it's just, I, I think that's going to be the case uh, yeah. with this team. So, but as we saw last year, when you play 
you beat a team like this that's probably going to finish whether it's top 20 or top five in the country uh it makes a huge difference <laughs> selection sunday because illinois might not have got in with that texas win or ucla or would have been on, in the playing game or something like that so these go a long way once you get to march and uh i think it could just prove that hey this place is really tough to play um and that this team the veterans it makes a difference uh you're gonna need terrence shannon to be one of the best players in the country on tuesday that's always the case um he's played pretty well these first couple games played great against kansas you're gonna need the defense to be like it was tonight really good and give you a chance but you're gonna have to make some shots and uh that's where i get a little concerned with this team is the ability to get those open shots and then to make them and then to make the free throws but they can put it together for a night that's for sure it's just you want to see um be able to put that together consistently because if they don't they're going to miss some opportunities in this non-conference right yeah that's why you you need to be able to have terrence step up and look like a all big 10 type of guy and i'll give him credit even when it hasn't been super pretty especially early in games both against eastern and against tonight he's found ways to just kind of stay at it and when when the, the game's over his stat line looks a whole lot better than maybe you would have even anticipated and obviously you you wrap in the defense which i i appreciate that out of him i think that Last year, he maybe wasn't as dialed in on on defense night to night. It does feel like maybe now he's a little bit more uh, focused on that and willing to to make more of a consistent effort out of that. So we'll, we'll yeah. see what we'll, we'll see as that progresses forward. But no doubt, I mean, you you need Coleman. <laughs> it's it's one of those where you hope it's a, a full game of a very good Coleman, and we know that uh, he's had he's had games where it, there are big matchups, and I, I know. Uh, I have to cross-check his, his name here, but it's uh, Oso Igarado mm -hmm. uh, for uh, Marquette. That's uh, project like Coleman, projected NBA draft pick, and a guy that's uh, a six eleven big man. It's got skill. It's a good passer for them. Uh, so I, I think the matchup and just kind of seeing uh, another guy that's on a draft board and, and seeing if your guy can can step up and, and make a big impact is going to be important. And uh, yeah, you you hope that. Illinois offensively doesn't go through a huge rut because you look now, I mean, it's, it's a small sample size, but Marquette number seven in the country offensive efficiency this year, they were number seven last year as well. A team that shoots the three. Well, if you mess around and go four for 16 from three and shoot 50% from the free throw line, it feels like it's going to be hard to beat uh, a team like Marquette with how much offensive firepower they've shown to have, but you're going to have to try to win with defense, but also have some shots go down for yourself. Yeah, and shout out the live chat. Uh, Tyler Kolek did leave tonight's game. Oh boy. Uh, they beat Ryder. He left the game. This is from the AP. Hobbled off the court and into the locker room with just under eight minutes left and did not return. So something to pay attention to. Uh, if they don't have Tyler Kolek, they're obviously a very different team. You and I were reminiscing about that uh, Marquette game two years ago. Uh -huh. uh, that was ugly. Uh, had an eight-point lead with about five and a half minutes left. And Andre Curbelo took over the game and not in a good way. I love, listen, there are moments I loved Andre Curbelo, watching him, covering him. That was a terrible, terrible moment. Obviously, he got a lot, he got injured a lot that year and I think hit his head the game prior, but uh, that was that was a tough one. It was a tough one to lose up to there. And it really sparked Shaka Smart's big turnaround up there. Obviously, Shaka Smart. Uh, said no to Mike Thomas back mm. in the day here at Illinois. Uh, didn't work out for Texas, but certainly working out for Marquette. It is, yes. And I, I do remember that that game very well. Um, no the coffee. Deer, 
No Kofi. A lot of Omar Payne. Yeah. Coleman was good. Tyler, uh, Trent Frazier was good. Carbello, four of 18 with seven turnovers in that game. That's hard to do, man. That's And he just kept shooting. That was the he other thing. Like, yeah. he just he kept taking, like, turturound shots uh, around Wait. the free throw line. Hit, took a couple threes for Trying God to live up why. to the Mike DeCourcy, Jeff Goodman preseason All-American talk. That's what he was yeah. trying to do. Yeah, put that on those guys. Those guys are to blame for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, it, it was a brutal performance. Uh, Illini fans will be glad to know that Marquette, uh, that was the, I think, maybe the one and only year they got of Daryl Morsell. So you don't have to worry about that guy anymore. Um, yeah. The former Illini killer uh, from Maryland and then obviously a Marquette as well. So um, that was one to – to not really remember uh, if anybody checked out deer district though like you and i did after the game i think yeah. you would appreciate uh what what they're rocking with up in milwaukee but yeah i think they're hoping obviously for a different result on tuesday yeah all right that'll do it for uh Derek piper and i thanks to all the live uh, live youtube listeners appreciate you sorry for that uh little gaff there with my microphone midway through but thanks for sticking with us more than 250 300 people on the live youtube at this time Appreciate you guys and all the support you give us. Thank you for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Wherever you get us, follow us, rate us, review us. We appreciate all of that. We'll have plenty of content uh, coming from this game. And, of course, we're going to wake up early in the morning and do an Illinois football game as well. It's no sleep November, no days off November here at Illini Enquirer. We've got plenty coming for you. Everybody have a great night. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Illini Enquirer podcast.